GM. Happy Friday, everyone. This is a five minute crypto daily update for April 21st. Hope everyone properly celebrated yesterday. We've got a lot to cover in today's update. I'm going to try something a little different more items, but shorter briefs. Got EU regs, Tornado Cash Alex, the Pepe meme coin pump, decentralization, Bitcoin, and more. Let's go. As of this recording, Bitcoin has fallen 2% to 28,200. ETH has fallen less than 1% to 1940. What's going on in crypto land? The first item we have is on the EU just passing expansive crypto regulations. It's called the MICA Act or Markets and Crypto Assets. One of the key terms, according to Blockworks, is that transfers exceeding 1,000 euros from an unregulated or self-hosted platform are expected to be restricted, and this act should come into effect in the next 12 to 18 months. Next, we have some news making the rounds on crypto media and crypto Twitter. Tornado dev Alex Pertsev, if you remember, was arrested and has spent nine months in detention. But next week, he'll be released on bail and electronically monitored at home, just like SBF, uh, although he's still awaiting trial. Next, we have the Bitcoin Layer, which is a great podcast and newsletter on macro, bonds, and how it relates to Bitcoin from Nick Batia. And to quote his recent newsletter, the link will be in the show notes. If the euro is a strong currency, but regional at best, Chinese capital restrictions prevent the free flow of yuan and gold isn't realistically used in international settlement, that leaves us with Bitcoin as the last contender to the dollar. Next, we've got an interesting article on Blockworks on the trade-off between speed and decentralization. And the article points out that focusing on speed, on maximizing purely throughput transactions per second, could end up sacrificing decentralization across the network. To quote Flashbot's Robert Miller, if you have an ordering protocol on your rollup that incentivizes latency gains, the structure of the market you're incentivizing is all actors to eventually co-locate in one place. I don't know what is best, but I do worry that this desire that users have for super fast block times would lead to geographically centralized chains, which would lead to censorship over time. Next up, we've got Bitcoin core developer Dhruv Karan Mehta. He's chosen a step away from Bitcoin core development to focus on a Bitcoin-related startup. Dhruv was funded from grants through Jack Dorsey's block, and he started contributing to Bitcoin core two and a half years ago. He's got a tweet thread on this change he's making, and to quote, The refactor culture in Bitcoin core is on the uptick, in my rookie opinion. It got to be somewhat tedious. That said, Bitcoin Core is a community project. The community clearly values these refactors. And finally, we have brokerage firm Bernstein, which from my cursory look at the website, they seem to manage assets for high net worth and family offices. They released a report that's super bullish on Bitcoin. According to, Corn according to Coindesk, according to Bernstein, the new crypto cycle is still not fully appreciated with a number of positive factors lining up. These include macro catalysts, a new Bitcoin mining cycle, the continued successful upgrades of the Ethereum blockchain, and the success of Ethereum scaling products such as Arbitrum. Okay, on to crypto Twitter. There's a really good thread from an account called Apes Prologue on the recent pump of Pepe coin. And my takeaway is that a group of wallets controlling 10% of the supply of Pepe coin started buying it minutes after it began to trade. To quote from this thread, 
This behavior raises questions about whether these wallets belong to insiders or their dev team, as not only did they have impeccable timing, but they are also holding a considerable amount after a significant run of 1000x. And finally, we've got a product update. DeFi dashboard, DeFi Llama has shared a new tool for analyzing project governance, and the links will be in the show notes. It's a really cool dashboard because you can sort projects by metrics like the number of governance proposals, successful proposals, as well as click into each project and see things like activity and votes over time and details on the specific governance proposals. I just did some light filtering on the metrics. And according to DeFi Llama, the project with the most proposals is PancakeSwap, which frankly, I didn't even know had governance. And the one with the most successful proposals in the last 30 days was Bent Finance, followed by Balance and Ave. All right, that's it for today. Came in at about six minutes. The links are in the show notes. You can follow at 2DGensPod on Twitter. And I'll be doing these daily, including the weekends, although maybe weekends, I'll, I'll try to mash it into just one weekend update. And for our outro clip, we've got the Bell Curve podcast talking about crypto companies leaving the U.S. and whether being domiciled in the U.S. is a risk for VC investment. Uh, Rob Leshner came on Empire, and one of the things that he mentioned, because he does a lot of investing out of uh, Ro- Robot Ventures, is they you know advise founders not to be in the United States anymore. He's like, yeah, it's just not worth it. Um, and he's like, look, if I started compound all over again, it's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it from the States again. It, it's part of our evaluation criteria. Whenever we look at an investment. Wow. So say more about that, Michael. So like, you'll so you get like a ding if they're based in the U S it's going to be more difficult. Yes. So wow. you have to understand, you know, what that, uh, implies. Um, you're going to be operating with one, if not both hands tied behind your back and, um, it, regulation by enforcement is you, you, sort of like uh, you, you don't want to say anything because if you're too loud, you might get clipped.